welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where two mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now, here are your hosts, Darth Jader and Jason Mitchell. Good evening, Hindsiders, and welcome to a very special episode of Hindsight is Horrifying! Yes, you're going to notice two new faces in the studio tonight. Oh my goodness. Jason is not here. I'm not sure where the hell he went. Uh, He disappeared. I'm so sorry. So Dark Jader is banning the cameras and doing all the sound. And uh, that's why it's still going. So hang on. (laughs) She doesn't know how to turn it off. Uh, Well... Once again. Okay, there it goes. It faded out on its own. <laughs> so uh, Darth Jader's not great at this anyway. Uh, so uh, we have two handsome faces in the studio tonight. We have Darth's boyfriend, Josh. He's not He's not fake. I've not been making him up. He's there on the left. So you he can see him. I do indeed exist. <laughs> I hired him <laughs> for the by the hour. And then... We have a friend of Darth Jader's from her old bartender Bahama Breeze days. Uh, you you've heard the story of how Darth Jader became Darth Jader, and this man is a big part of that. He spread that nickname around like wildfire. This is Timmy. Welcome hey. to the studio, Timmy. It was Darth Jader Rodriguez, I think. Uh, uh, <laughs> Darth Jader Rodriguez, that's right, because I speak Spanish. <laughs> so apparently that makes me Darth Jader Rodriguez. Uh, we got onto our, well, you fussed at our manager about that. We can get back into that in, <laughs> in a minute, Timmy. But um, so welcome to Pizza Night. And uh, we are actually doing a special movie, which both Timmy and Josh wanted to discuss. So, boys, what movie are we discussing tonight? Idiocracy. Yes. And uh, I need to talk to both of you about why you selected this particular movie. So, uh, Timmy. Since, uh, well, you're both first-time guests, so, uh, Josh, you mind if Timmy goes first? Not at all. <laughs> all right, excellent, Thank Timmy. You, sir. <laughs> um, is basically a movie that started off as a comedy and every year becomes more and more a documentary. Our friend Zach Zoller said something about that on Facebook, if yeah. you saw, Timmy, because uh, uh, we, uh, Josh and I were watching the movie the other night to get caught up, and Zach said, oh, Hindsight is doing documentaries now? <laughs> yeah. Okay, because that's what the world is now, is idiocracy, so... All right, so that's Timmy's reasoning, babe. Why did you want to do this show? I mean, who would have, who would have expected such a uh, a pre- it's almost it reads almost like a prescient dream. Like this movie came out fancy words. a while ago, <laughs> and like Timmy said, it's just it, things have progressed and progressed, and we start to see all these parallels between the movie and real life. I mean, starting right now, even just in the intro of the movie when they're doing the uh, family trees. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it chronicles the breakdown of natural selection, which is kind yeah. of scary as a species. Oh, this absolutely. Is true. Uh, <laughs> the strongest uh, don't always survive. It can yeah. only go one way after that. <laughs> Darwinism <laughs> got Darwined out. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't work anymore. So that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, we get the intro of the dumber and dumber people procreating, procreating, procreating. Meanwhile, Cleavon. good old Cleavon. <laughs> Man, I thought you was on the pill. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> oh, it must so, have been Brittany. <laughs> hey, uh, the next door neighbor. He likes. <laughs> I like that whole scene how there's the family tree bubbles pop. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And then, um, so you see just this whole setup to where the dumber people, the meek shall, I guess, inherit the earth. They're not meek, though. They're just dumb. So <laughs> the dumb people are inheriting the earth. And uh, meanwhile, you have the smart couple. 
who's sitting there saying, well, the economy is just not where we want it to be to have babies. And, you know, babies tend to show up when they're going to show up. But anyway, that the smart couple, the wife basically outweights her husband until he's dead. <laughs> well, he dies <laughs> masturbating. He, he dies baiting. Yeah. Sperm sample. <laughs> Go away, I'm baiting. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's kind of the setup for what we've got going on. And then uh, who do we run into? Who's our main character, gentlemen? We got uh, Luke Wilson. Yes, we do. Who's the average, average Joe. And his name is Joe. Yep, yeah. Joe Bauer. Oh, there you go. Perfect. So, uh, and what does he do? Can you all fill he us in? He sits on ass, apparently. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's an army librarian and does nothing in some obscure corner of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect <laughs> job. He loves his job doing nothing, and then he gets Who forcefully ripped away from it. <laughs> And but why does he get ripped away from it? See, this is a movie I mean, that I, I've I've had a busy week. So tell me why Joe is so terrible at his job. Like, what's his deal? It's not that he's terrible. It's that he's utterly mediocre in every way. Okay, so he's when given like, when his commander says lead, follow, or get out of the way, he, he gets, gets out, out of the way. way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, that's uh, not how you're supposed to answer that. But anyway, because <laughs> to uh, embarrass you into leading <laughs> or at least a, following. This is true. Uh, and as a former army man, Josh, what are you supposed to go to do when your commander tells you to lead, follow, or get out of the way? Well, you've got two valid options. Tell us. You can you can lead, or if you're not in a position to do so, you follow and follow correctly. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, Timmy, as former bartenders, I think we well, you're a current bartender. I'm a former bartender. I think you and I can both agree that you just you take command. Or you're not behind the bar. Like yeah. that's just pretty much how it goes. There's no getting out of the way. No, there's not. Uh, you gotta. You're trapped behind there. <laughs> that's God. You get trapped. <laughs> I see memes all the time where it's like, "Why are you behind my bar?" Like, people, people basically treat their bar like they're a soldier or a commander. Where they're like, "Why are you here?" Not in my house. <laughs> not in my house. <laughs> so cool. Uh, so that being said, uh, I like I said, I don't have a lot of notes. We're we're kind of free cuffing it uh, as far as tonight goes, gentlemen. So one thing that I know about this movie is that the the officer who gets Joe involved, because what happens, uh, hindsighters, is that Joe gets involved in an experiment with a hooker who I'm pretty sure he never figures out is a hooker. He and never, he never <laughs> does wise up paintings, to it. Yeah, so. she's she's up. <laughs> Painter. That's what she does. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Maya Angelou, who's just so perfect for this role. She, Maya Rudolph. <laughs> Maya Angelou. Maya <laughs> Angelou. My God. Yeah, I'm a mess. Oh, I mean, Mandela syndrome. There you go. I'm mixing up the wrong people again. Uh, so, yeah, um, Maya Rudolph. Thank you. <laughs> she uh, She's a hooker. <laughs> Not Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou was never a hooker. No offense. <laughs> no. Please don't write letters. <laughs> Please. Yeah, we're not racist on this show. What? So, uh, but Maya Rudolph is, Joe never figures out that she's a hooker. He thinks she's a painter. And he really respects her. And she, spoiler alert, she becomes the first lady of the United States. <laughs> um, so, gentlemen, what happens? How, do, how does that occur? Uh, so I, they're, they're doing an experiment, the army experiment. That's why Joe was picked because he was a researcher's dream. Uh, it's a human hibernation pod. Yes. And he's down to sleep for one year. Yes. And he's their guinea pig because he's so average. He's the average Joe. And no family. So nobody would come. Yeah. No parents, nothing. And so, yeah. uh, They had to go to the private sector, they say, to find Maya Rudolph. And there's a (laughs) whole scene where Hookerville, (laughs) the the general or whatever is gaining the favor of her pimp upgrade. (laughs) 
I just spells his name thusly. <laughs> with two with a double D. D- oh, D's I thought it was two Y's. For a double, double dose of pen. Pen. <laughs> Oh my God. That's awesome. So, What's great, though, is, you know, the the, the the program proceeds to get shut down due to corruption because the uh, officer in charge was involved with um, said individual upgrade. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that, that, that was certain what individual. I was, that's what you I was getting towards. taste toward. of the pimp gain life. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't course, back. Upgrade, then, life of course, gets the double dose of incarceration. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. But, uh, so, yeah, so the officer uh, not only gets arrested, but I guess everybody, everybody forgets about Joe and Maya. Well, so, very, very classified. <laughs> very classified. Well, it was so classified that everybody forgot about them to the point where instead of being put in what they're supposed to be in, you know, this hibernation for hibernation one year. for a year. It, it, they're there for five hundred years. Yeah, no, five hundred. <laughs> five hundred. Oh yeah. my god. Yes. <laughs> oh no no no, because it keeps saying five years later and five years later. So sorry. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Five hundred years later, and now they're in the future. So, what happens when they hit the future? Well, I mean, with the absence of survival of the fittest, the world's gotten dumber and dumber, and man can't even take care of their basic problems anymore. So yeah. Trash disposal is uh, (laughs) an unknown process and uh, nothing is maintained. And Fuddruckers is known as uh, yeah, Fuddruckers. Fud there's there's fud several fuckers. iterations as the years go, <laughs> yes. and it gets closer and fud closer. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So <laughs> they cut to the window of it saying "Fuddruckers," and there's a kids' yep. party going on through the window with hats and the and mom a cake like and, waves yeah. out the window. <laughs> it's so great. Where do you want to go for your birthday, Johnny? Take me to Fuddruckers. <laughs> is that where you took your son for his latest birthday, Timmy? <laughs> he asked, but I told him no, not until he's eight. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be a proper age for sure. Uh, but upgrade, like you said, he got his double dose of incarceration. But what's hilarious about Maya Rudolph is that she keeps assuming that upgrade is going to show up <laughs> no looking for his money. Because like I said, oh, upgrade going to get his money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and strong, man. And like I said, <laughs> Joe just does not realize that Maya Rudolph is a, what's her name in this movie? Uh, Sorry, do y'all know? Oh my God, I'm going to blank on it. It's okay. Um, uh, so anyway, until we figure it out, it'll come to one yeah. of you in a minute. But there we go. Fuddruckers going through its several the inter- iterations. The intelligence just slowly creeps down the charts. But uh, Maya Rudolph, <laughs> she's, so, she's so concerned that uh, Upgrade is going to come looking for his money. And she tells Joe, oh, he's my boyfriend. Like, <laughs> and he's like, wait, you owe your boyfriend money? I don't like, I, I don't. And he's understand. your manager? And... Uh, yeah, he's kind of a manager. Rita. So. <laughs> Rita. Rita. Okay, yeah. that's right. Yeah. But, yeah, so I... Oh, what'd you do, Josh? I'm trying to turn the subtitles on, but it's just not working. It's okay. I think you both know the movie well enough. Yeah, that We're true. all right. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what wound up, but that's okay. Quite a few times at this point. There we go. I watched so, it three times in the last couple uh, of weeks. This is some... Actually, hindsighters, this is some inside baseball stuff right now. We are putting subtitles on the movie. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So, all right. Now we have them, which is great. And uh, meanwhile, the population exploded and intelligence continued to decline. So, yeah. Get to 2505 with a giant mountain of garbage. Trash mountains. (laughs) A great trash avalanche. Which I don't understand because it looks like they do have their trash problem pretty much solved. And then there's all this trash dumped outside of Dax Shepard's house. Well, it's because of the Frito, avalanche. Frito. Well, it's because, yeah, the great garbage <laughs> oh, <okay>. avalanche. <laughs> it's a mountain of garbage. And they, literally the, the, the cartoon-esque just one tin can falls. Tink! And knocks yeah. the whole side of the mountain <laughs> And it's a little snowball effect on everything. I love that. 
Uh, yeah, because then you have uh, Dax Shepard's character, Frito Pendejo, which, <laughs> Timmy, do you remember enough Spanish from our Bahama Breeze days to remember what Pendejo means? Seaway. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in a restaurant long enough, all I know how to say is swear and some random fruits and vegetables. Yeah, because uh, little, little, <laughs> little side note, hindsighters. Uh, Timmy used to come up to me uh, behind the bar and be like, Jade, how do I say this in Spanish? And the cooks would do the same thing to you. Yeah. <laughs> they were they would get really pissed at you and you would get really pissed at them. And y- y'all were like, ¿Cómo se dice en español? Yeah, ¿Cómo se dice en español? ¿Cómo se dice en inglés? Like, like and, and, hey, mommy. And you're like, Jade. And I was like, no, I'm not helping you guys fuel the fire For on our this translator. one. I'm, I'm just not. I was the little uh, Rosetta Stone, if you will, <laughs> Bahama Breeze. So, yeah. We're at the point in the movie where the great garbage avalanche of 2505 has released Joe Bauer from his slumber. <laughs> Joe Bauer. Meanwhile, Frito is watching Ow My Balls on the Violence Network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it took us like half a day to remember this guy's name, Dax Shepard, yeah. uh, who's married to Kristen Bell. I could remember all of this random stuff that he was on Parks and Recreation. He was uh, in all these other projects. But I was like, I can't remember his name but it's Dax Shepard apparently yeah. people confuse him for Zach this was Rattala. one of his first like movie roles I think right as far Back as memory day? serves yeah. or at least an early one he started on punked or something like that didn't he with Ashton Kutcher um, I know like, Zach Braff was... got punked and he and Zach Braff kind of look alike so I'm not really sure <laughs> I think sure. he was one of like the play actors for punked oh, was like, he? <laughs> before he was even famous like, okay. he was just one of the people who you never know yeah but it's he's, he's awesome in this movie He's yeah, he's a great actor in general. Shut up! <laughs> this dude busts through his window. Face with my fist. <laughs> I love how he gets up and he's on the lazy bowl. And yeah. <laughs> I don't want to miss, like, oh miss him God. getting his balls hit. And he's, <laughs> to take a yeah, poop break. And he's drinking out of a penis straw. <laughs> it's just like it's it's such a mess. And he just throws Joe out of his window. That's yep. you know that's their first interaction. So yeah. yeah. But uh, there you go. Butt, butt <laughs> there it is. Like I said, with the kids and party. the mom waving <laughs> out yep, the window. Of course, you right? know. <laughs> so, uh, so Joe is basically caught in this dystopian future, and um, he's you know he sounds quote unquote faggy because <laughs> yeah. he speaks too well. Because uh, we see that it's become a hybrid of hillbilly, uh, valley, valley girl, girl. <laughs> and basic grunts. <laughs> Basic grunts. That's the language of the United States now. And they just. Pompous. Yeah, he sounds pompous and condescending and uh, quote unquote faggy to the general population. So they want to hit him when they see him. Thank God's God's Royal Hospital. Well, and the hospital reminds me, as John Mulaney says, I'm going to go ahead and piss off Adam Brown and Jason while they're not here. So as John Mulaney says, uh, everybody knows how to make a birthday sign, right? No, I don't have to trace it. Big ass B, and you run out of room trying to trying to wreck the letters on on the cardboard, and that's what the hospital reminds me of because the the A and the L are just falling off the side. So that's what that reminds me of. You're welcome, Adam and Jason. Their Roomba gone astray. I see the Roomba works just as well then as it does now. Yeah. <laughs> no, they never improved it. <laughs> well, Josh, I got Riley, uh, my niece, Timmy. I got her a little, it's like a little bee that sits in a cloud that's basically a Roomba. Uh, 
but it's a toy and the it's meant to encourage babies to crawl to chase after the toy and it's the exact same thing it's a Roomba that like runs into the wall <laughs> so, as long as the baby doesn't end up running into the wall after it uh, she well, runs I mean, into the, the baby, toy if the, if the baby's going after the toy and runs into the wall you've got a bigger problem well <laughs> she gets the toy out of the little cloud and then she's done chasing the Roomba part of it and her mom was like she already learned how to cheat this system like it's over so <laughs> smart baby yeah she is good for her uh, she's not going to wind up in this movie. It's first <laughs> not, it's not cheating. It's finding a workaround. of Brondo in the movie. Yes. Which is a warning. It's what around. plants crave. It's what <laughs> electrolytes. But it's got what plants crave. <laughs> and that's so it. basically in this dystopian future, the economy is so bad that Brondo has taken over as like 50% of the. Well, because they, the, uh, <laughs> they bought the uh, FCC and the uh, FDA. Yeah, they basically went full parks and recreation where like we uh, can say whatever we want now. <laughs> where Sweetums tried to take over the uh the reservoir to put sugary water in the reservoir and that's what's happened in this dystopian future yep. is that they're basically drinking Gatorade instead of high quality H2O. Yeah. So, Water's only from the toilet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I mean, I, you got to love this scene here too. I mean, when they've got him in the uh Diagnosatron or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, the wait, guy gets the wait. No, this one goes in your mouth. This one goes in your butt. <laughs> He's trying to follow it. You're getting probed today, dude. But I can't keep it straight. Which probe goes where? So <laughs> sorry. I love how it just instantly cuts to him back at the <laughs> drinking fountain, trying to get that taste out of his mouth. <laughs> taste of your own booty. So yay! And meanwhile, you have Justin Long who makes a fantastic appearance in this movie as the doctor yeah. who's just like, bro, Smoking why are you talking so weird? While he's <laughs> diagnosing it. You know, like, Sorry, man, say. What I do is, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to look after you and stuff, but yeah, why are you talking so weird? And what's the matter with you? Like, here you talk like a fag and your shit's all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking like the largest, largest joint I've ever seen in my life. So no, it's not that big. Uh, but well, <laughs> you know, mom pays attention to this podcast sometimes, <laughs> babe, just so you know. Uh, but anyway, laugh it up, mister. But yeah, so what I just like to do is like, I mean, and th- th- he can't even put a sentence together, sentence together and he's a doctor. So Justin Long, Dak Shepard, all these amazing people show up in this movie, but they're all effing idiots like, and everybody is and i know that's the point but when luke wilson is the smartest person in your world i think everybody's screwed no offense luke you're something very is, handsome something has <laughs> gone horribly awry like um because timmy do you know this bit of trivia there is a third wilson because you know luke and owen are brothers right owen wilson yeah, the one luke from wilson. The, the chick band wilson phillips right <laughs> Carney Wilson? Uh, no, there's there's a third Wilson. His name is Andrew Wilson, and I know you know who he is because you've seen the movie. So it's from Zoolander. Remember when Owen Wilson has a walk off with uh, Ben Stiller, and uh, Owen Wilson's like little groupy guy is there, like do it, Hansel, like yeah. trying to encourage him. That's their brother, Andrew Wilson. Is that his like one starring one run role? Ever? He was he was in another Owen Wilson movie that I've seen with Morgan Freeman. So he only uh, gets roles through nepotism, is what you're basically. Well, he's in this movie. Yep. Well, like, oh yeah, he is in this movie. Yep, That's he's right. Supreme. Uh, he is. Oh my Supreme. god! Really? Yeah. So once again, only through nepotism, like yes. like we discussed. So uh, that being said, it's on their writer. Like, yeah, let my untalented brother have something. 
Well, and what's hilarious to me is he's actually more conventionally handsome than either of the other Wilson brothers. Like he's taller. He's he, he clearly goes to the gym, but like those two are famous and he's not. It doesn't make any sense, but eh, who cares? Oh, and here we go. We've got Harry Potter level uh, bulletin boards out on the streets. You don't uh, smoke Tarleton's and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Where the pictures move. Uh, they're not still like the, you know, just plain billboards that we have. <laughs> the, where we The digital clock. It's <laughs> <laughs> just blinking 12. <laughs> Nobody reset it. Nobody cares. So we could figure out. I say probably. <laughs> the number one movie in the country was just called Ass. That's all it was. It was. Just an 90, ass. Minutes. 90 minutes. <laughs> 90 minutes. 90 minutes. <laughs> One breast screenplay. And Joe's trying to figure out the current timeline that he's in. He's just, he's just trying to figure out his world. The thing I real about this, though, is like, okay, you're in this future dystopia. You've traveled 500 years. You've been asleep. You're like, I'll go see a movie. Sure, that's <laughs> the first. Well, it's not the first thing he does. He does something very reasonable. He goes to the hospital first. Yeah. And the lady, it, it's like everybody's either, they're so stupid that they're almost zombies, where the lady just, he, he keeps describing what happened to him. And he's like, I was in this government experiment and this happened to me and I don't really know what's going on with my head and then she finally presses the head injury button <laughs> and she's like go to the right or no the the computer tells him go to the uh what did you call the it diagnosatron the, yeah the diagnosatron on the right yeah she doesn't even speak a word she just blankly stares at him and then and finally it's the, button. it's the one that he's like uh, I don't know where I'm at <laughs> exactly I'm, uh, I'm kind of lost <laughs> I love how the advertising has changed too in this future like you don't smoke Tarleton's, fuck you. Like <laughs> Carl's Jr., fuck you, I'm eating. Would you like an extra big-ass taco? Like, <laughs> and, the, and the machines, like, completely rat you out. So uh, <laughs> You no, are an unfit mother. No, you're, you're <laughs> Carl's either, Jr. will take care of your you're kids. You're an unfit mother <laughs> or you're a felon or something. Because uh, Dak Shepard's car stops working because it detects that he's got uh, Luke yeah. Wilson in his car. Yeah. And Well, then the other thing that Mike Judge has been pretty accurate on in the future is that, you know, the, the police brutality is, is out, of, out of control in this world <laughs> I mean, he, he gets, pepper, he gets spray pepper sprayed repeatedly just for saying a word uh the scene you reference when he does get out of Dak shepherd's car they just open fire on it yeah end up shooting and a Dak bazooka Shepard backwards and hitting a plane out of the sky he's like that's my car but i'm like yeah so so yeah 500 years from now yeah police are still doing their thing Oh, good for them. And then, then of course, we have a... So the they justice took my system stapler. has somehow gotten worse. <laughs> yes, the justice system has gotten worse. Uh, All the sponsorship things behind him. They took my stapler, because uh, that's who that is, the judge. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And once, I can't remember his name. Uh, we've got to look it up on one of our phones, but they took my stapler, and he's on King of the Hill, and uh, he's the judge in this dystopian future, and Dak Shepard, ironically enough, turns out to be Luke Wilson's lawyer. So Joe's lawyer... And that's that's wildly unfortunate <laughs> because uh, Dak Shepard just he starts to get mad at his own client. Well, that's because, not what the other lawyer said. Yeah, the other lawyer said that you're basically an idiot. Like, and so, and he just goes with what the defense or what the prosecutor's saying. And uh, so the defense attorney's just not even doing his job. It's it's crazy. Well, I mean, he is a public defender though, and as we well know, sometimes those don't do the best job. <laughs> I mean, I, the one I was in a case against, he seemed to do okay, but I'm not going to call him out by name because he was actually a talented lawyer, so I'm going to leave him alone. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, this guy, the prosecutor's like, dude doesn't even have a tattoo on his wrist. Like, you know what, what the I hell's heard? going on with it? This is what I heard. <laughs> like, it, it's just, Peace. They, <laughs> and the crowd cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it's It reminds me of how, like, in Shakespearean plays where people would go to, like, public executions and stuff to pee, see people hanged. And it's like, 
Who would consider that entertainment? That's horrible, but that's kind of what this dystopian future is. Is They're like, oh, a man's going to prison for the rest of his life? Sweet, let's go watch this happen. <laughs> so there you One go. night of rehabilitation. <laughs> one doesn't night. sound so bad. No. One, one night? Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Just give me one more night. But yeah, uh, Dax But we get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> We do. So Dak Shepard doesn't do a great job at defending Luke Wilson. So here's the thing. Uh, besides why y'all pick this movie, so we can slow down for a second. Do y'all have any like special trivia or anything that you just is beloved about this movie or any other reasons why you picked it? I mean, I already dropped it as brother is beef supreme. <laughs> no, and I know that, That's but there, are there like any other, if, if there are any other secret <laughs> stories you have about that, feel free to just sneak those in. But uh, did we find out what the judge's name is? Uh, took my stapler guy. <laughs> I could find every other he's person so in this famous. movie except for him. I don't know why he's See, not. And that's the thing that happened, and I don't know if it's another Mandela Like, I've got effect. Guy at Costco, but I can't find the judge. <laughs> uh, Woman look up, at Carl's Look Jr. up Bill from King of the Hill, because that's who he is. Uh, I know that's his character's name on King of the Hill. But, uh, so, anyway, it that's another thing that happened to me, Timmy, was when I was looking at this movie. Played by Steven Root. Uh, don't think that's yes, him. that's but, him. Yeah, is him. it? Oh, yep. okay. That's the guy. But I was watching this movie, and the guy who's kind of the announcer, like, oh, this is happening at Kmart or whatever. Uh, it sounds like the guy, Kenny something, who does SpongeBob SquarePants name, but I couldn't find him on the IMDb. But that's who it sounds like to me. So I don't know if I'm wrong about that or not. So don't get mad, hindsighters, if that's <laughs> not who it is, because, oh, they'll call me out. I'm not kidding. Um, oh, and I love this gamble that uh, my Rudolph has going on. <laughs> Where she basically charges a guy by the hour and makes him wait to have sex with her, and he's baby, like, "Oh, I can, I can wait w- so good. yeah, I can wait so good, baby." Like, and she's she's like, "You're still on the clock." Like, yeah. she keeps she keeps charging him. It's great. Hey, she knows a sucker when she's. Well, I think the, the line they use is the world's oldest profession has gotten a lot easier since people are so stupid. Yes, evidently so. Meanwhile, uh, I wish I wish the tattoo process was a little bit simpler. I have one myself, and uh, I wish it was more like this, where it's just a quick zap and then you're done. <laughs> it, it seems like it would be a lot less painful, but what do I know? You don't have to have a needle stabbed into you for like an hour or whatever it is, depending on what design you this get. This one's going pretty on. quick. It's the the receptacle you have to put your arm in is a little sketch though. Yeah, it looks it looks a bit dirty. <laughs> you get a tattoo and Hep C. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and the one guy who was at the hospital before Joe had you hepatitis have hepatitis. B. <laughs> is somebody Aww. not feeling good? <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, everybody's just kind of moving along and they don't care what's happening to them. And oh, it, uh, one of the diagnoses on that thing is like just gas. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> You know, that happens a lot. It's just really bad. Yeah. And uh, so Joe's name gets changed, gentlemen. So what happens to him? <laughs> well, <laughs> because the machine cannot understand him so well because it's not used to people who actually use words. It thinks he's not sure. Yeah. Not <laughs> sure. Name is sure, comma, <laughs> not. not. <laughs> and he even has an ugly picture on top of that where he's just kind of scrunching up his face. I love how they got him on a catch pole. <laughs> just walking, just him walking him up the escalator. And is, and is this pretty much what would happen? Like when you have a guy on a catch pole, not that I assume either of you have ever done this, but if you're going up an escalator, a double <laughs> escalator, time. would you have him on the other <laughs> escalator while you're going up it? That doesn't I mean, make I don't a lot suppose it matters. I mean, he's not going anywhere. 
<laughs> but I mean, that's not where your arms are their strongest. So if he decides to make a run for it or jump, like, isn't the policeman going to lose his grip? Uh, I don't know. I'm, Likely, but they're not very smart. I'm so, looking no. for logic. They're not they're, very smart. I'm, I'm looking for logic where there's none to be found. Oh, this problem. dude trying to hide his answers. Yeah. Joe's taking his aptitude <laughs> test for his jail job and. The questions are remarkably easy. <laughs> you but just people have, are still failing. You just have to be like a five-year-old who can fit a square uh, object into a square place yep. or a I triangle. Match the shape. And, and, and I've come match across some job. people lately that I don't think could pass that test. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I said, Zach Zoller called it. I mean, we're doing documentaries now, love. So that's yep, what's happening. Apparently, um, and Joe uh, gets out of prison in, with a very crafty. Crafty plan. So well, what does he do? Well, he has to get out of prison because he's about to get sat on by the guy. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the big dude know, he, sitting he on the other side. He makes eye contact guy. through the glass like, you're next. You're, you're going down. <laughs> and he even points out to the other prisoners like, this guy. Look at him through the window. That's the guy I want next. <laughs> so it, that's a whole thing. But Joe, it just occurs to him to get out of prison. And how does he do it, guys? Like, Wait, these people are morons. Hey, I'm in the, I think I'm in the wrong line. I'm supposed to be getting out. <laughs> 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 they they almost catch him too because uh one of the wardens is or, or not wardens but one of the uh policemen guards, guards yeah. thank you uh is like oh i don't see you in the system are you sure you're supposed to be getting out and he's like check, check it again check your files <laughs> go, go check the files back there yeah and then he just runs away <laughs> <laughs> it's great so joe just gets out of prison which i wish it was that easy just talks himself right out. Goes on the run to go try to find that time machine at Costco. No, but because nobody, nobody can eat fifty eggs. Okay, but um, like, no, I've, I've been in here. That guy sat on my face and everything. Uh, yeah, I've seen the whole tour. I've had the ex- the experience. I'm good. I got the T-shirt. I rode the small world. I'm good. That's what they call the big guy, the small world. But yeah, so he gets out, and then um, it's it's actually kind of sweet, I think, and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, I know. We don't have to uh, walk through the whole movie, as it were, but uh, one of the first things that Luke Wilson does, that Joe does, is he finds Maya, the hooker, who I know, once again, he doesn't know that she's a hooker, but he goes looking for her, and that's just kind of sweet, because he's like, hey, you're still painting, right? Like, he's really <laughs> concerned about her future. Meanwhile, she's got a stack. <laughs> she's been keeping this guy on the clock for 48 hours. <laughs> Oh my god, you still on the clock, you know, like just calling him out. Yeah, I mean, she's one of the craftiest people you're gonna find. (laughs) Well, they're the two smartest people in the universe right now, so that works. But, um, (laughs) gentlemen, so since we're at a pausing point, uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. Hindsighters, we will be back in just one second, (laughs) and we're back, listeners. Hindsighters, as I should say, so, uh what what did we just come in on, Josh? Uh, get closer to your microphone, please, babe. Uh, so, what happened? Luke Wilson broke a house. <laughs> yeah, he broke my house. You, you so let an happened? innocent man get convicted. An innocent man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Dak Shepard, it turns out, is not the greatest attorney. Uh, Jason, uh, maybe you can give us a little bit of insight on that. because Jason's not here. Uh, well, later he could make a comment because he is an attorney, uh, but he should. I think he's a little bit smarter than this attorney in this movie. Just kidding, Jason. Love I hope you. So. Bye. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Luke Wilson is actually finding refuge at his attorney's house who didn't help him in his case yeah. at all. So he breaks back in on him baiting. 
Uh, <laughs> Go away, I'm baiting. <laughs> I'm baiting. <laughs> Our introduction to TV in this futuristic world is the violence channel and, and the, the masturbation, masturbation network. <laughs> <laughs> well, what more do you need? What one thing? Sex that and violence. Tell me if this is true, gentlemen, because uh, one thing that's been said on this show before is that there are three things that really motivate a man, and that's. Fucking, fighting, and food. So is that pretty much it? I mean, <laughs> you distill it down to its bare bones. I give I it to you. So. <laughs> I mean, I guess the de-evolution of society brought them back to their more basic instincts. Yeah. I suppose so. All right, that's just their primary motivation. But Luke Wilson goes to the first person who really disappointed him in this universe. So I guess that's the only person he knows because he doesn't know how to find Maya Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> he he doesn't know where she is exactly. So he, I guess he just goes to Frito Pendejo because that's the only person he knows. Yep. All right. So uh, now he's enlisting Frito's help and trying to get him to the time machine. And doing some very questionable math. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, billions of what's dollars. The mi- what's the minus of 30 and 20 billion? <laughs> it's 80. 80. 80, Frito. Because lot. Luke Wilson does come up with a pretty good scheme where he set, he tells Frito, he's like, listen, if you help me get to the time machine, I'll go back in time and what I'll do is set up a savings account that will, you know, accumulate and add money to it so you have a lot of money by this year, uh, right? And Frito's like, well, how many dollars is that? I like, <laughs> yeah, I like so money. They, <laughs> how many billion? I like money. 30 billion. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll tack on a few more billion. <laughs> like as, as you know, Frito again, agrees to help him with future well, inflation projects. inflation has gotten so outrageous in this world that... They well, and like the money's not even the same. Bills. The money's not even the same. So it's not as though like anything that Luke Wilson would have saved would have done him any good because uh, now you've got Terry Crews on the money who we're about to about to run into. So I know, gentlemen, both of you are excited to talk about yeah, Terry and, Crews. And God so. We Trust has been replaced with hauling ass and getting paid. Because <laughs> <laughs> America. You still on the clock. I love that when Maya Rudolph tells him. Because there you go. Like I said, Luke Wilson, the first thing he does is he seeks out Maya Rudolph and he gets her in the car. He's like, my painter friend. Yeah. Rita's a chick that lands on her feet, though. You see this? I mean, she's 500 years in the future, doesn't know a single person, and she's already got a change of clothes. She's on the corner looking good. <laughs> she's like, hit the ground running, man. Yep. Hey, uh, when you have, well, that's one thing that I've always Timeless. said. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> and being bartenders, uh, if I lost my job tomorrow, Timmy, I could go pick up a job as a bartender because people always want to drink and they always want to eat. So there you go. Yep. Uh, you know, we're coming back out now. Quarantine <laughs> and lockdown. And of go. course, you know, she's still convinced that Upgrade's coming back. <laughs> she has no Upgrade. Gonna get his money. I, I love this like landslide of of confusion between Joe and Maya and Upgrade because Joe doesn't know that Maya's a hooker. He never seems to grasp that concept ever. He just thinks that he thinks that she's an artist and she thinks that upgrade is coming for his money. So they, they just live in a world of disillusionment. So, and I know they're both kind of stupid in and of themselves or else they probably wouldn't have gotten tricked into this project in the first place and where they are. But yeah, somehow they're the smartest people in the world. <laughs> so, Sad state. Yes, it is. And so now they're looking for the time machine, which is actually a bit of a farce because uh, Joe shouldn't have trusted Frito in the first place because there's no such thing as a time machine. Yeah, I don't understand how we would think there's anybody with the intellect 
<laughs> in this society. It's like, yeah, it's 500 years in the build. future, but the, the way he, exp- the way Frito explains it, it does sound like there's a legit time machine though. It, you think that there's something that can get Joe back to his timeline, but no. And uh spoiler alert, uh, hindsighters, just to let you know, Maya is the one or Rita rather. She's, she decides not even to go back to the past. Yeah, it's Joe that ends up being the president of the United States. She's finally free from upgrade. Yeah, yeah she's finally <laughs> yeah. free from upgrade, and she has three babies by Joe, and so now he probably has all sorts of STDs. But of course, meanwhile, yeah, Frito's <laughs> cheering while the police shoot up and blow up his car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> so exciting. I love. I even love the voice that Dax Shepard puts on, where he's just like, "Yeah, man, duh, like I'm beaten. <laughs> like he he just doesn't care. Is that Spaghetti Junction in the movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks like broken down Spaghetti Junction. So just Spaghetti Junction, I guess. But um, yeah. So they're trying to find the time machine, and uh, they're relying on Dax Shepard to lead them there, and, and he's a complete idiot. And of course, Joe finds out the Starbucks is no longer for coffee, and a latte is no longer. Either for coffee. Uh, well, you, you need to explain to the hindsighters what that is, babe, because not everybody's in the know like you are. This is one of your favorite movies, so why don't you explain? I could go for a really Starbucks. I could really go for a Starbucks right now, and guys like, we don't have time for hand jobs, Joe. <laughs> every, every business has become a gentleman, something or other in this future. So a latte there's, specifically is a hand job. There's yes. a latte with full release. Yeah, with latte with <laughs> to full completion. <laughs> That caffeine will get you finished. <laughs> I love how uh, the Costco is like the biggest thing in the entire universe. Yeah, Costco <laughs> itself is like a thousand acres. <laughs> Which, package store. yeah, apparently that's the one uh, place that you can find. Josh, you want to hold it up to the camera? The chocolates that Jason brought me. Thank you, Mr. Mitchell, <laughs> for my bark thins. <laughs> Which you can apparently only find at Costco. So uh, thank you for that, Jason. But... Yeah, so we're in the search for the time machine, and why do we end up at Costco, gentlemen? What's the point of this? What I just have to say, that's one of my favorite ones yeah, in the entire movie. I love you. <laughs> you the, greeter, the greeter just standing there and going, welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> like That's what we quoted when we were working at the Breeze. Leonard would quote that all the time. Oh, that's right. He actually did that I at the front one time. <laughs> welcome to Bahama Breeze. I love you. I love you. you. <laughs> I never knew why you did that because I hadn't seen this that's movie yet. So, oh, it's all coming together. It comes full circle, and that's where we find out that Frito's gotten his law degree from Costco. Uh, yes, his that. dad pulled some strings to get him. <laughs> Got him several lattes. Starbucks on the coffee way. for men. But <laughs> oh yeah, because you see full the body latte. <laughs> it ranges from two to like two hundred thousand dollars. H and R Block adult tax return. <laughs> So my Rudolph could have just got a uh, pollo sermano. So, but it's pollo borracho. That's drunken chicken, right? No, there. yes, it is. <laughs> but um, so my Rudolph could have gotten a job at any one of these places. She didn't Anywhere. have. She's a ten ninety nine independent contractor. That's how smart she is. She has started her own business. She's an independent woman. So I, you gotta appreciate that about Rita. She's cool. But uh, yeah, so they're just. But why are they at Costco? But like, what are they trying to accomplish at Costco? They're looking for the time machine. Well, the, oh, it's at no, Costco. There's literally this Costco is so big. There, big. There is a tram in the Costco to transport you from one department to the next. 
<laughs> and course. so it's quicker to actually get to the time machine by going through the Costco and getting on the public transportation inside of the Costco. Oh, as opposed to traveling around it. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay, <laughs> that, that makes total sense. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joe is on, uh, you know, all the bulletin boards and, uh, you know, the scanner concert. catches his wrist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another another like documentary kind of thing that this is going to now is like, you know, people talking about implanting chips and being able to RFID readers and stuff like that. And everybody oh, yeah. in this movie has the barcode. Yep. It's like, <laughs> Bill Gates does not but they want were, to inject But they it. were too stupid to realize that that's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, this but. is true. Uh, eventually, uh, so I guess we just uh, prevent ourselves from getting wrist tattoos. Because I read a, I read a uh, story about this in middle school where people could get tattoos that help, or they went to a machine that helped them lose weight, and the machine would mark them with like a blue dot. And eventually people started, you know, eating whatever they wanted because they could lose weight at a moment's notice. And that was great, whatever. But then uh, people started getting dots all up their arms and it started covering their entire bodies. And I was like, oh, that's a crazy dystopian, uh, scary future. But it kind of reminds me of this where a scanner can just catch you wherever you are. So it's yep. it's all more than he gets more, pepper sprayed again, more police and then again. <laughs> How how potent is that pepper spray? Because he gets pepper sprayed like 40 times. <laughs> I mean, it, it sucks pretty hard. <laughs> and we're at Bruce Wayne's house. Or no, I'm sorry. This is the White House. <laughs> no, <Dwayne> I know. <laughs> Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho. Show some respect. Oh, there's like a above ground pool now. There's a car up on blocks. Like, this is the White House of the future. <laughs> I love we get it. to meet the cabinet. The cabinet of the future. And the Let's House of Representing. Uh, <laughs> all them important folks history uh, brought to you the by secretary Carl Jr. the secretary of education is my favorite in this because he looks over just like cross-eyed hmm? he looks like obie from uh, uh, the, He's the president's Grinch. cousin it's fine <laughs> oh god oh wait i'm mixing up my characters who's the little kid with the bowl haircut who looks like obie from andy griffith is that the who he, is that he's not uh, him not him uh, no he won a contest to become a cabinet member yeah <laughs> Like you do. Like so, you do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what are the medallions, gentlemen? So everybody's wearing like the a big ass like wrestling size medallion well, in this movie. And what do those represent? Obviously, if you're a cabinet member, you need some bling. Well, I mean, you got to have something that puts it out there. Um, oh. We've got some sound got coming audio. on in the studio, so uh, that can't happen. YouTube gets mad at us when we do that. So, uh, Timmy, could you hit the power button? That's on uh, on this the speaker, the horizontal thing. Yep. Where? On top. Ah. Yep. Okay. We just can't have sound. Uh, YouTube gets pissed. So, <laughs> and now we've lost video because Josh doesn't know what he's doing over there. Nothing. <laughs> but now we have the amazing, the incredible, the impressive Terry Crews coming onto the scene. <laughs> I love that they put him in like a Janet Jackson wig. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts about his character. <laughs> so time ultimate SmackDown champion, porn, porn superstar, superstar and president <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> we have a reality TV star in the White House right now. Well, okay. What's the first thing you guys think of when you think of Terry Crews? Is it this? Because when 
when I think of Terry Crews, I think of White Chicks, where he's looking at uh, one of the Wayans brothers, and he's like, duh, 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 and I need you, duh, 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 <laughs> and I miss you. And that's all I can think of when I think of Terry Crews. So is this what you guys think of? Oh, absolutely. Oh, this is the first real. This is the first thing I really remember. Seeing. Believe it or not, it's mostly Old Spice commercials for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, I'd forgotten all about that. Yep, that was a thing too. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of branded himself in that this is true and uh i love how he kind of comes in like a wrestling champion well like, i mean he is a multiple time smackdown champion I, he <laughs> is as well as a porn star but like to address the nation you come in with your big medal and like you know you're all ready to throw down there well, too, i mean but I guess. these people are all of marginal intelligence that's what they want this is the house of representatives that's what that, that's what they want to see God, once again, I'm looking for logic where it simply <laughs> American, is. American, American tele- Express has two teleprompters just like, shit. <laughs> it's Shit's like, really uh, hot and have, shit. Have you seen those Leslie Jordan videos on Instagram, Timmy, where uh, he's this little bitty, and he calls himself this, he's a pocket gay, and uh, he'll get on Instagram and address all of his followers and be like, well, shit, what are y'all doing? <laughs> but that's what made me think about this. Is that Terry Crews is just, he looks at his teleprompter, shit, what are y'all doing? Like, who knows? Of course, just pulls a random 249 out from under the podium there to <laughs> well, fire, up, fire up in the air to make sure that everybody uh, everybody's listening. Y'all quiet the hell down. <laughs> There's nothing, about, nothing like belt-fed gunfire to get somebody's attention. No, Secretary, absolutely not. not sure. Uh, <laughs> secretary not sure because Joe has been uh, elected the secretary of state because he's the smartest man in the world because he knows how to fit his shapes and he knows basic questions. He's the secretary of the interior. And he's like, I don't even know what that is. Oh, secretary <laughs> interior. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's such a dumbass, but somehow he's the smartest man in the world. And this, this movie makes me sad <laughs> for so many reasons. But I just love Terry Crews's microphone and his outfit, like he everything bust, he's working he with. Like a half sermon, <laughs> half kind of R and B thing. Right? Yeah, yes. you know, he's he's dressed like Maya Angelou. <laughs> That's what he's got. Some like this flowy outfit on, like she used to have. Like, but, but just he, covered in the flag. Yep, just the flag. He's like representing. America threw up all over him. <laughs> America exploded, and he's got gold boots on. <laughs> That's what I, I love. That Terry Crews has no shame. You got to respect that about him. So, um, he's perfect for this role though. No, he is. Like I said, when you're that big and you're that intimidating, do you care what anybody thinks about you? He's Terry Crews. He just, he just does what he wants. Why would you? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, but so, and he's shooting his gun into the air repeatedly and people are just cheering for him. And he, you know, he's elected the secretary of interior, Joe. And now, so what's happening now? The problem, the the crux of the world's problem right now, gentlemen, what is it in this world? No crops. Yeah. Giant dust bowl. Why? Because Brando. Because they've been, <laughs> because because they've the been salting their own land. <laughs> they've been watering crops with Brando for years. They've been electrolyting the, but, the hell out of their plants. Salts. But it's got salt and earth isn't very fertile. This is true. Because uh, Josh and I were out the other night and uh, I was dehydrated. It was a hot day and he goes, your body needs more salt. And then about an hour later, I was like, were you trying to think about electrolytes? And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. It's got so, what Jade it's, it's got what Jade, it's got what it's Darth Graves. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, electrolytes, that's the word. But um, So that's the thing is that Joe comes up with a brilliant solution to give the plants water. 
instead of like Brondo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and nobody believes him. And he winds up back in prison, doesn't he? Because they don't believe him. Yeah, because they, they thought it would happen overnight. Well, it tanks the entire world, uh, U.S. economy. Yeah, because Brondo, Brondo goes, uh, goes under. Yeah. <laughs> we actually get a cameo from uh, Thomas Church. Hayden Church as the CEO of yep. Brondo. Oh, dear God. I forgot yes. about that. Uh I've watched. I did watch the sh- the movie twice. I did, but it's just I, it's been so long since I've seen it, and I rushed through it in the last two days. But yeah, I, so Joe's trying to solve all the world's problems. Yep. It's just that everybody once again is so painfully stupid. Well, the, the unintended consequences of using water instead of Brondo for crops. <laughs> well, and they've you know I'm assuming the stock goes to zero and they lay everybody off. And I'm assuming that the plants have to bounce. back. Back, they're like, okay, all these electrolytes, and then the water finally starts to hydrate them. That has to be part of the process. Not that I'm a farmer, but you know, I'm I figure say, it takes it, a minute. They salted salted the land for what you have to assume is you know a hundred. That's years some biblical or, shit. <laughs> they, they did it for a hundred years or better. If you expect an immediate turnaround out of that, yeah, yeah. Oh that's wait, true. they're already stupid. Never. I don't know why I'm trying to make a case for this. <laughs> Once again, we're looking for logic where no logic is to be found, baby. Yeah, it's, that's just the thing. So. Um, gentlemen, we are kind of drawing on our time for an episode. So, uh, that being said, uh, we can get everybody caught up and basically give our closing thoughts. So Tammy, uh, before we get to the end of the episode, since I know you haven't listened to a lot of our episodes, we do have this scale called Alf to Seinfeld. Are you familiar or no? No. Okay. So Jason and I came up with the most scientific scale of all time. It's called Alta Seinfeld, where we basically judge movies on how uh, we felt about them when we first saw them. So usually when we were kids, I know you weren't a kid when you saw this movie first. Uh, it's a little too late for that. But um, you basically uh, you base it on your first impression. And Alf is the worst. That's zero. So because uh, the way that it works is when you were a kid, you thought Alf was so funny and the most genius thing that's ever happened. And you just now you know that it's garbage as an adult. And it's cute, and you have some nostalgia for it, but ugh, it's the worst thing. That's the zero. So Seinfeld is the 10 on the scale, because when you were a kid, Seinfeld was kind of equivalent to running into, uh, or being with your mom at the grocery store. She runs into her best friend Janice and then proceeds to talk to for 45 minutes, and you think you're going to die because you're just so bored. Uh, so that's Seinfeld because it was horrible as a kid, and it got amazing as an adult. Alf is the exact opposite. So Alf is zero. Seinfeld is 10. So that being said, uh, when you first saw this movie versus now, uh, so that means a perfect score is a five because if it hasn't changed, if it's just as wonderful as it was when you first saw it, then it's a five straight down the middle. So did it improve? Like, is it more toward the Seinfeld spectrum or is it more toward the Alf spectrum? And I can give you a minute if you like. And I want to say this one has actually improved over time. Like I had a funny situation during the quarantine and lockdown where I actually introduced this movie to my mom and my sister and they had never seen it. Before. Your mom has watched this movie. Yes. Oh my God. I wish I had gotten to see that. I would have just, I would have just watched her the whole time and been and like, I'm Oh, thinking, and I'm thinking like, this is, this is stupid humor, fart jokes, guys getting punched in the dick. Like <laughs> my mom actually enjoyed it. And I, I don't, your mom is so cute. I love your mom. Um, That's great. So, I mean, with, with it being just kind of like Mike judge, off the wall, just like fart humor and stuff like that. And then as we have touched on it, kind of predicting (laughs) and coming to be a little bit more prophetic (laughs) as it may. I mean, I think it's, it was good to begin with ish. And then it's gotten better with time. 
So I'd, I'd, put it, I'd put it at a, like a six, maybe. Oh, nice. It's, okay. It was good to begin with, but I think it's gotten better. Okay, cool. Josh, uh, from Alf to Seinfeld, how do you feel about this movie? I mean... So once again, I know neither of you were children when you saw it, but yeah. uh, it's been long enough that your perspective can change a little bit. Just, just based on the fact that, I mean, when I, when I first saw this movie, my, I didn't, I still didn't have a whole lot of faith in humanity. And <laughs> I've, I, I, you know, I've lived another, you know, decade plus since then, and I've just seen the way things move towards this particular depiction. So yeah, I want to give it a seven because I mean, it's, it's even more entertaining now. Wow. In my opinion. Okay. And I think going back and rewatching it several times and seeing like all the little tiny details. That yeah. like oh, yeah. There's so many little Easter eggs like hidden in there. Background <laughs> details and just like the Hardy's logo being angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just tiny little things in there that I just every time I see it, I find something new in it. Absolutely. It's it, it, in a weird way. It's kind of like Inception because you always hear people say, oh, every time I watch that movie, I pick up on something new, you know, and that in a weird way, this not movie's in a, similar. Not in a cerebral way, more in like a dumb way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're it's like, the opposite, but. You're you like, know. I feel like I'm getting dumber, but at the same time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So with this movie, um, I don't know that I saw it at a young enough age that I really, it hasn't really changed for me. I've got to give it a perfect five simply because it, well, no, no, no. I changed my mind. I'm going to give it like a six and a half because like you said, Timmy, I pick up on these little nuances and just these tiny little things that I'm just like, oh, that's great. Because I was trying to pay attention to the story when I first watched it and I'm, you know, I'm concerned about Joe and Maya Rudolph <laughs> and how their their lives are going to turn out. But then you, like you said, you see the unhappy face on like Carl's Jr. or the Carl's Jr. ATM and just you, you pick up on these teeny little things that are just so hilarious. So yeah, I'm going to give it a six and a half. It's in Maya was, Rudolph. I gotta, I gotta say she does such a great job with this movie. And when it came out mid 2000s too, I was probably a lot more high than when I watched it lately. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe having, that's why I'm picking up on the details. Having known you back then, I can almost guarantee that was the case. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, and just appreciating the fact that Gatorade is running through the system and just all this other shit. Like yeah. it's, it's a great movie and, uh, understanding like the economic factors of it, where <laughs> it puts half the nation out of business when the secretary of the interior is like, Hey, sugar water is not good for plants. So it, I just, I appreciate it so much more than I did back then. That's very true. Yeah, the pivotal scene though is the rehabilitation scene that they get to here in a little bit. Absolutely. So it's a let, monster truck. Yeah, let's talk about that. We don't, we don't have to end it right now just because um, we scaled it. So uh, if you want to talk about that, Beef go ahead. Supreme comes back from retirement. <laughs> yep. um, and I, I love the other thing, the details here is the names of the characters in the movie. They're like Tylenol the baby crying or Micah yeah. or Mel. They're like product names have become common names in this um, but so anyway, Joe gets to go to rehabilitation after the economy, uh, economy crank, uh, tanks. And he, he gets a, a giant, like little tiny car with a dildo strapped to the front of it yes. to go against <laughs> these massive, massive monster trucks the with like chainsaws and but just in time. Rita comes through with a camera crew to show that the plants are starting to grow. And yes, Joe she is does. Saved. Yeah, Rita <laughs> saves his life, and so she ends up being, you know, worth worth her money. We don't have time <laughs> for <we're>... lattes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great movie. So uh, Joe Joe just gets 
in so much trouble for being smart all the time. And that that's also happened throughout history. So this is a little prophetic because smarter people in history have gotten in trouble. Like they died. tend to be ostracized. Yeah, Burn like, him! He's a witch! <laughs> <laughs> He's a witch! He's a wizard! <laughs> but yeah, so at first Joe doesn't have a tattoo, so he gets thrown in prison. And then he turns out to be so smart that you know his solution doesn't work overnight and then he gets thrown in prison again or they try to kill him with the dildozer or yeah. something he winds <laughs> up in the uh the derby <laughs> where they're trying to kill him again and then like you said rita saves his life so uh yeah. it just ends up and this guy with the jim carrey haircut oh no that's luke wilson sorry <laughs> he's got like the dumb and dumber um, bowl haircut going on poor guy he ends up uh becoming vice president and president yes yep. he does first lady it's uh yeah and Frito, so, Frito's. And they have the smartest babies ever. Yeah. And Frito ends up taking eight wives and having like 35 children. Yeah, yeah. he's the uh, encyclical. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is hilarious because Terry Crews, as dumb as he is, he's president, but then, you know, Luke Wilson gets uh, made president and he's just like, yeah, man, good for you. And he's just so excited for him. So, yeah. It works out, and once again, Joe never figures out that his first lady was once a hooker. Like, but aren't aren't a lot of first ladies? I mean, once again, prophetic. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, Melania posed naked. So ooh, <laughs> saucy. But uh, gentlemen, that more or less covers it because we we know what happens to Luke Wilson. We know what happens to Rita. Uh, so anything else to say about this movie? We already did the out to Seinfeld. Uh, it. It does have the hilarious ending. They, what is she eating? Sorry, I do have to ask. Is that a tub of butter? It's a tub of cheese, I think. <laughs> cheese. Okay. Flatcherin. Most women would be so well, into that. A tub of cheese. Flatcherin. So yeah, just margarine. Flatcherin. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'd prefer cheese. It's what women crave. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that pretty much covers us for. Um, uh, what's this movie called? <laughs> Idiocracy! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> You've lost some IQ points just watching it. No, seriously. <laughs> I normally have no hindsighters, but I've been trying to do the cameras and the sound and everything. Uh, but, Timmy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being Thanks a first-time guest. Absolutely. We definitely have to have you back. And, uh, Josh, thank you for being a first-time guest. I'm glad I got to come on. This might be the most I've ever heard you talk in the 10 years that we've known each other, babe. <laughs> so that's, that's really exciting. Uh, but hindsighters, thank you for joining us for your drive time, your listening time, your quarantine, whatever kind of time. We don't care. This has been Hindsight and good night. <laughs>